0: Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Glad to be with you on a
1: Wednesday. You've got the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com, the Double T 97.3 mobile app. He's Jamie Lint. I'm Choice Woodman. Hanging with you till nine o'clock this morning. Unless I make Jamie mad and he storms out of here. I am not plan to today, but you never know what's in store.
2: Well, sometimes it happens. It, it does. Just, it just happens.
1: It does. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few different topics we'll get into over the next couple hours. Um, MLB draft yesterday concludes. Any So we saw Austin Becker go. Mm-hmm. Any Red Raiders you
2: thought would go that didn't? Or did it go about according to plan? Uh, I think... I think the other two that I thought had a chance would be would have been Stillwell and Morrell, but more Stillwell than Morel. But and we have not seen
1: any sort of uh, signings. Kurt Wilson's still on out there available,
2: obviously, and would expect him to sign somewhere. Yeah, I would imagine him in East definitely, Maybe even Parker. The way he plays third base, Parker Kelly. That those three guys would, you know, at least get a chance to to see what they can do.
1: Yeah, so uh, a few guys that you would probably expect to uh, sign free agency deals, but five Red Raiders drafted Austin Becker, the uh, latest one in the sixteenth round yesterday. Do you anticipate any possibility of Becker coming back?
2: He's only got this is an interesting one because Austin, you know, he's listed as a sophomore this year, but yeah, I mean they're. So, remember, he starts out at Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. doesn't pitch a lot, but plays one year at Vanderbilt. And then he transfers to the Red Raiders, and then it's the COVID-shortened year. Okay. Okay. So, he only pitches three or four times, okay, as a starter. Okay. And then he has the surgery, so he misses a full year. red shirt, yeah. Okay, so he red shirts. That was his third year. And now last year he comes back and throws a total of 21 innings. So, he's played four years of college baseball. He's an older guy, but he's really not thrown that many innings, right? So Not many, um no. You know, he you could tell at the end of the year that he was, you know, the farther he gets removed from that Tommy John surgery, that his command and his, his velocity was really good. It, really, all season long, his velocity was there, but just the command looked better and um, became a key guy for you down the stretch. And so... You, you had to think, oh, man, he's going to continue to take steps in the right direction. Remember, this was a high, high recruit coming out of high school, mm-hmm. was Becker. And so, you know, the talent is there. And just like so many other young guys, he had trouble with his command early on. Those things absolutely happened. And um, you could see him just getting better and better as last season went along. So. Um, I thought that it would have been, he would have been a guy that if he came back, that we would have had a chance to be in the weekend rotation for the red Raiders. Um, but at the same time, I totally get why a team would take a flyer on him in the 16th round because uber talented guy. Right. And yep. you just figured, you know, it's just going to take him a little bit of time to come back from the surgery. And then, uh, you've got a really talented guy on your roster. And so uh, I thought it made a lot of sense for him to get drafted. I uh, I, I would assume again I know he's got plenty of leverage it's just a sophomore year but I mean he's played four years of college baseball and so or at least been on college campus for four years so right. I, I my assumption is that Austin's thinking to himself okay well I mean I only have so many earning years and you know I might I might as well move on and and start playing minor league ball but who knows I would love to be wrong in that and see him back he he. This guy that um you know great leader on the team great uh just you know kind of he carried himself different you know kind of uh felt like he was an older guy yeah you know and uh, it was kind of clutch and calm in some key situations last year
1: it was uh anticipated that he would be by the way uh according to justin apodaca uh, Parker Kelly signed a contract yesterday with the Rockies. Okay, cool. So, yeah, good. That's the first one I've seen. I'm sure again these will trickle out as uh, the next couple of days go on. But um, Becker was definitely anticipated to go in, in the draft, despite all of what you said. Very little innings thrown because the scouts remember him as being one of the top arms in high school, sure. coming out of high school mm-hmm. uh, and going into college. So. Uh, there're plenty of guys they'll still take a a flyer if you will on on someone like that. Plus he's on the other side of Tommy John surgery and uh plenty of teams would think hey, we can we can work with that. He, he was what touching 94, 95 on the gun uh later this season, so um looking more like what you were expecting. Unfortunately, probably not going to get to see him do a ton in a in a Red Raider uniform, but so uh, Wish him the best. Uh, all five of those guys drafted, I think you would expect every single one of those to uh, to go on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Becker's the one that has the most leverage, but like you said, the the age thing is what kind of catches up with him because he's he's been hanging out in college baseball for for four years, so mm-hmm. he he still has leverage, but um, I I think I would anticipate he ends up going. Did you see any? putting you on the spot a little bit here. Were there any Red Raiders? I know one, but... Yeah, there
2: were a couple. One that was a transfer, and there was one that was... Prospects um, as well. Yeah, a a high school signee that did get drafted. So we'll have to see um, if those guys end up signing or not or making it to campus. I know... The um, shortstop
1: that we talked about, I cannot think of his name. Um, I'll come up with it. He got drafted, I think, in the 14th round.
2: Uh, I know from talking with someone that spoke with a member of the coaching staff, they were thrilled the way the draft went.
1: Okay. That's
2: good. Thrilled.
1: That, yeah. That these guys didn't go
2: in yeah, top 10 rounds or so. Yeah. Felt, felt really good about the way things shook out. Okay. So.
1: I like that. Yeah. That's um, good news. Hoping so. Especially for a team that does kind of need to rebuild a little bit arm-wise yep. or a lot of places. I mean, you mm-hmm. lose your entire infield. Minus, Cole. potentially still well, right. unless he ends up signing somewhere.
2: Yeah, I expect Cole Stillwell to be back.
1: Um, you can hit us up. Thoughts, comments, questions on the AIDS Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Father Hubbard, more accurate for the Boomer, more accurate than Boomer for sure. Okay, Father Hubbard, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best part of the All Star Game is the exposure to players not on your team. Never heard of the AL closer. dude, dude is a stud. Get Putty in a Ranger uniform. Wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't mind that. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. There, there were guys yesterday that I saw that, I mean, because I'm not watching a lot of Padres versus Pirates or anything like that. There were guys yesterday in the All-Star game that I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, didn't know know him. Now,
1: did anybody have a better weekend than uh, Julio Rodriguez?
2: <laughs> he did yeah, a he good deal go of it, yeah.
1: Yeah, he, I think he put his name on the map because sure. Se- Seattle – it's not a baseball town. It's not baseball market. It's there, and yeah. they've had a lot of good players come through over the years. Well, it's a good team right now. And it's a good team right now that's blazing hot. They hit the all-star break at the worst time. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. 14-game winning streak, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we're going to make you stop playing baseball for a little bit. Yeah,
2: the Mariners and the Orioles might be the hottest two teams in the American League. And
1: that's crazy. I know. What kind of alternate universe are we living in right now? But, uh, yeah, all-star game. Ao won that one last night, three to two. Continue to uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, we'll get to some realignment stuff. I, I saw an interesting tweet. It feels like Jamie. There, there's still a lot of guys. We'll dive into this deeper later, but it still feels like there's still so many reporters that are partisan. If you will, I'm not talking about parties, but partisan towards their part of the country. And I saw once again, and that's fair, but I'm, I'm sure I'm talking about specifically almost like they can be blinded to what other people are seeing. And I saw something that Stuart Mandel put out, who is a West Coast guy. If you remember back in COVID, he was just whining and complaining that or even playing football. How is this possible? Mandel just went on some rants over over all of that, so he's definitely got a slant one direction in that and very much a Pac-12-ish type of guy. But he put out a list of reasons of how the Big 12 is stupid for not merging with the Pac-12 yesterday. So eh, he didn't say the word stupid, but implied it. So uh, I'll let you dive into that see what you think coming up in a little bit as well go through some dallas cowboys talk today a little far away from the season but not as far as you might think about 50 days out all that's still to come got the morning drive hang you with you till nine on double t 97.3
0: getting you up and getting your sports day started this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 it's time for this day in sports history.
1: Alongside Jamie Linton, I'm Choice Woodman, Jeff McGuire behind the mic. Take it away, Jeff.
3: 1906, gentlemen, Brooklyn Superbass pitcher Mel Eatson. no hits to St. Louis Cardinals, two to nothing at Robinson Field in St. Louis. Okay. 1911, Boston Red Sox, Smoky Joe Wood, no hits to St. Louis Browns, five to nothing. There's a theme coming up today, by the way, with mm. all this. 1941 Tigers uh Yankees beat the Tigers 12 to 6 in 17 innings. That means they scored 6 runs in the top of the 17th. Where have I seen that before? Uh I think the Rangers gave up 8 in the uh, 11th or 12th the other night. Okay. Yeah. Must've been it. 1944 Brown's Nelson Potter is the first su- pitcher suspended for throwing a spitball.
1: Mm. Mm.
3: What was the year on that? For- 44. 44. 1954, American tennis champion Maureen Connolly. Right leg is crushed in a horse riding accident, mm. ending her career at just 19 years old. Ouch. 1958, Detroit Tigers future baseball Hall of Fame pitcher Jim Bunning. No hits. The Boston Red Sox, 3-0. 1970, Dodgers' Bill Singer no-hits the Phillies, 5 to nothing, Giving up, no walks. There was an error in the game, which is why it wasn't perfect. 1976, Hank Aaron hits home run, number 755. It would be his last. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. 1986, British Open... Australian Greg Norman wins his first major championship at even par, five strokes clear of the field. 1994, former NFL running back, broadcaster, and actor O.J. Simpson offers a half a million dollars reward for evidence of his ex-wife's killer. (laughs) I think he did that (laughs) so he could destroy it. I'm just asking questions now. So he could what? So he could destroy it. (laughs) Oh. So that, you know, you... Hey, I need all the evidence, so that I can make sure it goes away. If the evidence was against him. Yeah. Mm, that would make sense. And in 2021, NBA Finals. Milwaukee Bucks mm, beat the yeah. Suns 105-98 Suns in Game 6 to win their first title in 50 years. Giannis is your MVP, 50 points in Game 6. 21, it was that late? Because they started late. Like, they didn't even have their first game. Oh, until yeah, like, because
1: of the COVID the yeah. year before they yeah. started to see. I exactly. forgot. I was like,
3: man, that is really late. I know the NBA
1: leaks deep into the summer, but that makes sense now.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. It is a pretty good day in food. Like, not going to lie. Okay. It is three things. National Ice Cream Sunday Day, National Lollipop Day, and Fortune Cookie Day.
2: I mean, the lollipop is, to me, way overrated. Like the original actual lollipop. Or what you do you consider it? a lollipop? It's a lollipop.
1: Not the big
2: circle one. I guess. Okay, the, that would be I the original. I think a there's
1: a brand. There's a brand that is the original lollipop. They're the ones that you that you see like usually on the tower, of suckers that, you could. There's so many different flavors.
2: Okay. I think the those flat, are flat. They're actual. super flat.
1: Yeah. I no, guess no, no, I'm talking about the. They're just balls. They're balls. Sucker I
2: balls. I don't know. Not dum dums, right? No, no, no. Yeah. Um, fortune cookie cookie. I'm I'm not eating. I'm not eating that. I always eat it. Really? I'm
3: not. Yeah, they're. That. It's just a vanilla wafer kind of thing. Yeah,
2: like hard as a rock that you chip in your teeth with.
1: Do you ever? These are the original gourmet lollipops. Huh?
2: Eh, they look okay. Huh? Okay. There's
1: yeah. all sorts of flavors. Yeah. So yeah um i'm in on fortune cookies do you, you at least read the fortune though right
2: it's pretty rare that i'm eating <laughs> chinese food yeah. chinese food yeah, but okay. if one is handed to me yes i will read the fortune and laugh at it okay oh.
3: so he's not completely un-american mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> American. For- fortune cookies American invention. Uh, happy birthday Unless to... Unless it's
2: during Chuck's vacation and the fortune cookie says something like, you will wake up and speak to a man wearing camo. And, yeah. And then I'm
3: like, oh, shit, it's real.
2: <laughs> Shouldn't have
1: read that.
3: Happy birthday, Sandra O oh is 51. <laughs> Julianne Huff is 34. <laughs> ben Simmons, 26. Ray Allen, 47. Carlos Santana, 75. Steven Strasburg is 34. And Benji Molina is 48. And Benji. do I?
1: I love Benji. He's got a special place in my heart for
3: a lot just what he did
1: at Fenway Park. I mean, a lot of reasons, but man, seeing him rumbling and stumbling around the bases to get that triple. Fantastic. And the best part of it was that the triple came last, too. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. Oh, he needs a triple for a cycle. Is there a least likely candidate in the world, (laughs) Benji
2: Melita, to get the triple for a cycle? How many triples do you think he had in his career?
1: I think it had been 10 years before, or 10 years after his last triple at that point is what they said.
3: All right, so I'm going to ask you guys this question. I'm going to give you the year and the date. Okay. Do I need to tell you what it is today in history? Go for it. July 20th. 1969. We landed on the moon. Thank you, Choice Woodman. You get to keep working here. Not that I have the ability <laughs> to fire you, but uh, Neil Armstrong lands on the moon. 10.56 Eastern Daylight Time. So uh, late, late tonight is when it actually ha- the Him walking on the moon actually happened.
2: But, I wouldn't have got that, by the way. Um, maybe I would have just because Jeff was putting so much
3: emphasis on <laughs> emphasis. it. Yeah. Uh like, this six, is a major moment in history. Like six career triples. From Lena? Yeah. That is a okay. history.
2: Yeah. Oh, it is a major moment, but I mean one that's just not really that interesting to me. Okay. I mean I'm glad it happened. I think it's fantastic, but I'm just not a moon and space guy. You think we're living there?
1: And not we, you and I, but <laughs> do you think we have people living on the moon in our lifetime? no not in my lifetime we're not that far apart
2: <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess could, we are. like I seven. got about
1: 20 years nah, left 16 years you know. apart from
2: 20 years left good I grief don't know, 30 years left
1: what's whatever. your plan <laughs> once you start feel a little ache and pain when you wake up in the morning you're gonna that's been for like 20 years already I <laughs> know oh, yeah oh that's that was the first sign of me feeling old is waking up with pains places and having no idea how how they got there? It's mm-hmm. like, why is my left calf sore? Mm. Bad deal choice. Yeah, it's it's rough. Still, still trying to to learn from it. A few from the chat line. You think this guy gets reprimanded by Coach Dykes? That's
2: from Small Town Raider. Yeah, that's the interesting part about all that. Is the head coach of TCU is. I've just got many, many, many ties to yeah. West Texas and Texas Tech and Lubbock and all that good stuff. And right. um here he is ranting and just ripping on it.
1: Yeah, you think do you think Sonny Dykes negatively recruits against <laughs> Lubbock himself? Or <laughs> it's like, Oh, I live there. It was a dump. Hated yeah. every moment. I got family still there, but yeah. it sucks.
2: Yeah. I'm sure there's different levels of negative recruitment. I'm sure right? there is. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. And I,
1: I would highly doubt that from uh, the type of person that Sonny is. I would I would guess he's not doing that. He's probably yeah, taking he a may, different recruiting
2: approach than that. Right, or he's saying, hey, what we have to offer that they don't is this. Or, you know, those kind of things. What our school bring, can give you is this. He's not the one yeah. that's attacking the city or, you know, the fan base or something like that. Would be, yeah. That would be my guess. That would... Uh, be They'll a, leave that to other coaches.
1: Be a pretty good guess. Is it a worse look if uh, this Carrington guy takes it down, if he deletes the tweet? Or is it, is it better to just keep it up there and own it or take it down and essentially realize you made a mistake?
2: Uh, I would just, just walk away from it, I guess. I think
1: that he's put some... Uh, I don't know if he's blocked the replies to it at this point. I think he's done that. He had a tip jar, which I just learned you can uh, do on Twitter. It's like a tip jar. People can tip you and leave comments with the tips. He closed his tip jar because <laughs> so many tech fans were giving him a penny. <laughs> and uh, A
2: tip jar? Yeah. Like people can donate money to you? Yeah. That's a thing on Twitter now. Oh, man.
1: Why don't you add yours I know open? someone who's going to love that. I think we know the same someone. <laughs> There's a chance of it. All right. uh, Who are we talking about? Oh, we're out of time this segment. Let's, uh, I'll get to the Stuart Mandel tweet and we're going to run through some Dallas Cowboys games as well. Test Jamie against Vegas. It's always a fun test. Sure. Jamie's the expert, especially with NFL picks. Of course. It's the morning drive on Double T97.3.
0: Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. That's right. You've got the Morning Drive on Double T 97.3, the
1: Double T 97.3 mobile app, and also on television, Fox 34 News. Now, however, wherever you're joining us from, we're glad to be part of your Wednesday. He's Jamie Lent. I'm Choice Woodman. Chase and Jeff back behind the glass. Two-man crew today. That's right. We... We have a lot of baggage, Jamie, so we require a lot of extra extra help. Are Here. they required to carry our baggage? I
2: was hoping so. Oh, okay. I mean... Well, now you know why you were hired, Chase. Carry baggage. Yeah. Carry the baggage. Mm-hmm. That's good. You're, so, you're enjoying Chase today. Although... Okay, you know I'm into everything matching, right? Yes. Okay, not only the colors checking chase right but okay. your brands okay okay i think
1: i'm good today
2: so i gotta yep, i, I we gotta get a ruling on chase today i just noticed this uh-oh chase is wearing a sh- polo which is very very good looking it's a great it's one got the gray one awesome got, logo got the old school logo does it have the master rider
1: on got the, the mask yeah okay that's one good looking shirt yep. really like yep. it
2: chase is wearing a good looking black hat uh-huh with a basketball and a double t in the logo And it's the new double T, the current double T. Two different (laughs) double T's. So he's the most anal person I've ever met. Both double T's. Is that? I mean, is I actually have thought of this before. And Chase wasn't actually even alive when we used the old school double T.
1: When were you born?
2: Two thousand (laughs) three.
1: What? Yeah, I don't think I've even met someone your age before. It's not a kid. (laughs)
2: <laughs> 2003. Yeah, it's good to see choice feel old. No, that yeah.
1: like I've I yeah. felt old before. Sparkman's like, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, born in '94, yeah. Clint somewhere around there. It's 2003. He wasn't even born when September 11th happened. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> this is like a realization moment of I am old. I've always been the so, young guy at the station too, and yeah. it's like. Yeah. man okay so okay yeah, so no they didn't yeah. use the double t i figured it was like nah, 98 something but
2: so is uh, i mean is is both double t's allowed i mean is he showing his versatility That's here a good question i uh. mean do you gotta do you gotta match them together
1: i think this is one that the uh, chat line needs to take over if you guys have a ruling can you wear both the old school and 3d double t on your person at the same time I would lean towards no if you have the option. I mean, if you have a hat that has the old school double T and you're going to rock the shirt, then mm-hmm. you got to do old school on both. But I'm not going to be so snooty that I'm going to say, <laughs> oh, God, you got to go buy one. You got to <laughs> go get a new hat.
2: Clearly, we know Chase's answer. Yeah, Chase. I think you in, can do it. Yeah, unless he dressed in the dark or something. I'm okay.
1: Morning. I like the hat, too, by the way. So, yeah, I, yeah, I
2: enjoy both. So I'm going to say this. Of <laughs> course, We already know what you said because you're bringing it up. <laughs> no, I just I just <laughs> noticed it. Um, I am going to say that it is absolutely allowed, 100%, but I'm also going to say I wouldn't You do it. wouldn't do it. I wouldn't okay. do it. I
1: wouldn't do it. I'm trying to think of an instance. I, I think I have done it. I think I have because I've got a jacket that's got the old school double T. And I may wear a, mm-hmm. the new double T underneath on a mm-hmm. shirt or something. Mm-hmm. So I think I've done the same. But if I've got the option, I'd rather go all all old school or all new school. So mm-hmm. I get
2: it. I get it. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. It works. It does. It's good look, man. I'm I'm not hating on it. There you go. Mm-hmm. I like... Choice is hating on you because you're 12. <laughs> I know. Apparently- I,
1: I'm still doing the math. I'm very bad at math. i like, <laughs>
2: I turned like 19, 19 in November no,
1: Not even 19 <laughs> Holy I choice no, feel I'm just like, old It's legitimately old Like yes. I mean I, I've felt old before
2: like, like Lucas Producer on The End of the Bench Good show, check it out oh, nine How to about noon. this, Bullfighter, coming in hot mm. At least he's not wearing Waco green, I'm not either. ugly orange mm-hmm. Or camo JL I don't do any of those things You are lying I, I do. You not. have a green Under Armour shirt.
1: It's forest green, not it's Waco green.
2: Whatever they've got, so many different colored greens in their uniform. Why do they get matter. to
1: claim all the greens? Because green's ugly and you shouldn't wear it. No, it's not. Green is it represents the outdoors, the masters. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just try to come up with something else. I have some greens in my wardrobe.
2: True story, I actually... The fact that you have a wardrobe is a problem. I just have clothes hanging in my closet. I don't have a wardrobe. I don't
1: have a wardrobe, Jamie. I feel like Jamie has missed attacking Chuck so much, he's just taking it out on me in the moment, and I'm not eh, not okay with that. that. Not okay with it. I don't own anything burnt orange. No, nothing burnt orange. I have some oranges. Not much. Do you own anything
2: orange? Uh yes, Syracuse right. Orange men's oh. shirts. Syracuse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was getting dressed this morning, by the way, and uh, thinking of you again. I had. Uh, <laughs>
2: you, comfortable. You're
1: <laughs> yeah. sitting there in my chonies. I'm like, I'm like, well, I gotta wear Under Armour shorts because I'm putting on an Under Armour shirt. I don't want my boss that's sitting next to me. Me. To Bashing me again. And so. a little bit bothered that we're wearing the same shoes today. We sure are. Who knew? Does that really bother you? Are you going to go throw yours away? No. No. Okay. It, does, it doesn't really bother if me. If I would have worn the exact same shoes. If yours were cleaner you.
2: than mine, it would bother me. There's but no I'm not worried
1: of, about that. Never a chance of that. <laughs> I could have mine as clean as I could possibly get them, and they still won't be as clean as, as Jamie's. <laughs> um. Oh, it's got a double T on it, so it's clean already. What? Uh, let's see somebody up.
2: says I bet Jamie has some Kansas blue and red shorts.
1: You, sure, yeah, you hang out with all the Jayhawks all the time, so it's got to be rubbing off on you at some point. It's, I promise you. It's and you've stopped. told me stories. It's not it's just done this the opposite station. of rub off on me. You, you, yeah. You've told me it's not just this station. You used to have used Jayhawk to have... people back in Tyler too, <laughs> yeah, right?
2: Yeah, I hired a Jayhawk there too. I don't know what the deal is. You
1: really just. <laughs> have a secret affinity for Jayhawks. That's what it is. I
2: mean, even... Well, you know how it's like... It's like if you're... Um, if you think you're a decently pretty girl, you bring a, you you bring an ugly girl to the club with you to make yourself look better.
1: <laughs> no, okay. I, do, I don't That's know why this, I, Jamie. Okay. <laughs>
2: please explain So it. this is why I schedule Jayhawks to sit next to me. It makes me sound really okay. smart. <laughs> you know
1: what? All makes sense, hundred percent. It's all there.
2: I get and it now. So okay. I do shows only with Jayhawks. Okay, I'm in Waco Woodmans.
1: Yeah, there is a lot of Jayhawk, a lot of Jayhawk going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many have we had the, over the years? I guess just four total now with Clint. Who knows? I'm trying mm-hmm. to add them all up. Mm-hmm. But there's there's quite a few. Uh, Syracuse Orange is pretty close to Oklahoma State
2: Orange. It is. It is. I think Not it's wrong. the exact same, as a matter of fact. Just one is goes it? with black and one goes with blue.
1: Mark says no for us old school guys. But yes, because of this new generation. It's just the new generation of country music mixing hip-hop and country music. <laughs> Didn't see that going <laughs> well, there. Wow, Mark, we
2: got deep. All right. No, Chase, are you offended that. by this conversation? Not at all. Not at all. He's not offended. It's good. Are you awake? Are you awake?
1: <laughs> We're keeping you awake over there. All right. A uh, few more from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get to some of those. Uh, we'll touch on Stuart Mandel and Dallas Cowboys. and we'll put Jamie through a little test here in a little bit. All that's still comments come. It's the morning drive on Double T 97.3.
0: Today, while looking ahead to today's sports day, this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, Choice Woodman,
2: Chase, and our fine, fine listening audience, I'm flipping to the NFL and the Dallas Cowboys today for today's question of the day. And okay. this is a question I think that would have many, many answers. Many answers. Okay. okay? But I'm forcing you to come up with one oh, general it. reason. Okay. Chase, are you a big NFL guy? Yes, and I, I like the Cowboys too. So. Okay, and the Cowboys are his team. That's good. Good person. Okay. If you could pick one reason, or you, or you could name one reason why the Dallas Cowboys have not been successful and have not won Super Bowls or any Super Bowl in recent years, what is the reason for it? Besides the low-hanging fruit? No. Take, take the low-hanging fruit if
1: you um, want. I mean, it's... Jason Garrett. It, <laughs> it's Jason Garrett. <laughs> uh, I think he contributes. I uh, Jerry Jones in front office is, is oh, yeah. the, the answer for me up front. It's just, in, in my entire lifetime, Jerry Jones won championships when I was almost too young to remember.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He took over the team, apparently made some good decisions, made some trades that were... <laughs> Unprecedented, and uh, had some stars then. Has never even been able to sniff that territory since then. A lot of it, and I think it's it's hard because the NFL is such a league where you see crappy teams turning around pretty fast. It's it's a league because of the draft, um, because there are pretty good front offices out there that you can see Jacksonville in the AFC Championship after they were a two-win team three years before. And I I think that's one thing that's been even more frustrating as a Cowboys fan, is that you should be able to make some decisions, to be able to sign players, to draft well, and build a team um, where, where you can win football games and turn organizations around. So the only place I can point to for that consistent and sustained lack of success is the front office because that's the only thing that's been consistent for thirty years. Mm-hmm. All right, Chase. I agree with that. The front office. I think they've made some questionable trade decisions, and I think especially draft drafting. I feel like in the past years they definitely could have done a better job with draft picks and defense. You know,
2: and and I would say I. I I mean, obviously, I agree with both of you. Um, I think you're both somewhat saying the same thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I definitely think it's about, you know, the the front office decision-making. And I would say I feel like drafting has been better over the last five or six years. I agree in general. I I think they've done a better job of that. But I think for a long time they didn't. If I was going to get more specific... And I look at the Jerry Jones tenure. I would look and and if I was describing all of it, I would, you know, you've had uh, good offenses. You've mm-hmm. had some some really good offensive players and some really good offensive seasons. You've had playmakers at quarterback, at running back, at wide receiver, sometimes all at the same time. But I just I feel like you've never had a you know a defense that could win a championship. You know, oh I, I shouldn't say never. I think there were a couple years where you had some yeah. decent defenses. and The you ones had,
1: where DeMarcus Ware was, mm-hmm. was really strong. You had some that were top 10 defenses. But just never great.
2: You know, not a lot of great defense. Yeah,
1: you've you never know. had ones that, that were coupled with a yeah. good offense. Um, I, I think during the last, what do you want to call it, 15 years, you've had maybe four teams that yeah, are worthy
2: fair. of you potentially just, making it to or winning it just, a Super Bowl. just feels like you have been a team that, is built around superstar offensive players and you haven't had enough playmakers on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Which all goes back to your, your front office and, and decision-making to put the emphasis on stars.
2: I mean, that, that's that
1: been Jerry's M.O. for forever is going and getting those star players. We finally mm-hmm. saw a shift know, seven or eight years ago where they're like, ah, let's go back to the other thing that was good for us mm-hmm. back in the early 90s, those offensive line. But still it's not on the defensive side of the football.
2: Yeah, and even some of the decisions that have been made, you can't look at and say I mean, it's blown up. Okay, for example, you know, Zeke Elliott, I feel like you way overpaid for Zeke Elliott. Hundred percent. Okay. But it's not like he's been a train wreck and only averaged two hundred yards and he's a uh, season and he's out of the league now. No, but Hasn't comparatively a, he, speaking. Right. And the same thing with Dak Prescott. It's not as if Dak Prescott has been terrible either, but he hasn't been great in big games. He hasn't been able to win the big game. He hasn't, you know, hasn't come up in those situations where, may, and maybe that's not fair, but in those situations where sometimes quarterbacks, you know, raise the level of the team, all of that, he's not been really able to do that so far. Yet you're paying him as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And so that's where you get into that mode of, okay, so he's been really good, and I mean, I was just looking online at it, something that was tiering the NFL quarterbacks, and it put Dak in the second tier, okay, of about five guys. The first tier was, I don't know, six or seven guys, whatever. Probably fair. Yeah, yeah. and that that felt fair to me for Dak, and so his numbers d- deserve to be a, all, deserve to put him in there, but at the same time, it's about wins and losses and postseason success so much of it. Yeah. for quarterbacks, and that's where I just feel like you're paying him like an elite quarterback, which is hamstringing your team a little bit. And that you can't, uh, you don't have all the money you want to spend on the defensive side of the ball or go after certain guys that could help you on defense because of all the money you're spending with Dak. So you're kind of, it's kind of a catch 22 there. But at the same time, if the Cowboys didn't sign Dak Prescott, I mean, what were they going to do? They were going to start over with some young quarterback. Exactly. And when you feel like you have a team that can compete, I, I just felt like they were in a tough situation. The, the
1: Dak signing is much more understandable than the Zeke one to me. Um, I, I would agree. Uh, I you, agree with that, too. It's, it's a quarterback. It's someone you're really trying to, to bet down with. Because I think, in my opinion, if you had a good defense, if you— Dak Prescott's good enough. We've seen lesser quarterbacks than Dak win Super Bowls or get to Super Bowls. Sure, sure. So, way,
2: way lesser if they have if they have a much better so, defense. Yes. Yeah. So we Dak seen hasn't that. had that luxury.
1: But um, that being said, Ezekiel Elliott. It was an idiotic decision. It's not like you said he's he's still on the team. It's not like he's doing nothing. But the running back position itself, you can go get the exact same numbers. That Ezekiel Elliott's given you in the last three years from a guy you draft in the
2: third or fourth or fifth round. Yeah, you wonder uh, if Tony Pollard, if given yeah, the opportunity, couldn't have done many of the same things. There's that moments. Has done. There's
1: moments where Ezekiel yeah. Elliott still looks like there. There's a little flash in the pan moments. But he still looks like a what was he fourth overall pick? I don't remember where think where it was, right. but yeah. whatever, a top five draft pick. He still looks like it when he he can break free and muscle through some people. But the lack of consistency of him doing that um, shows you just don't do that with running backs. It was it was thought to be pretty out there for the Cowboys to draft a running back in that spot in the first place, but then that has been Jerry's biggest problem. Jerry likes to double down on bad decisions. You know, and and well, you don't the, even have to call them in, bad
2: decisions. That's in the mode of if I don't double down – I'm admitting, admitting mistake. I'm wrong. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that I messed up. The Cowboys give contracts to guys that have been very average. They give good or great contracts to guys that have been average to good in, in their careers. And we see that over and over. Jerry loves to give second contracts to guys he drafted. Mm-hmm. You see that so many times where you'll see, well, that one didn't make a lot of sense. But Jerry wants to show, hey, we were right. By drafting this guy. So it's an ego thing as much as any, anything. And Jerry's probably got to the biggest one, biggest ego you're going to find this side of the Mississippi. So, I don't know. It's a, uh, you just made me in a bad mood talking about Dallas Cowboys and lack of successes. Sorry, man. Hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year, so it's okay. Let's go. Gotta stand like a, a true cowboys fan.
2: I saw something yesterday that was I think it was a fantasy football thing, but they had number one quarterbacks in the league. And Patrick Mahomes was not number one. <laughs> what Who was it? Your boy? Your other boy? It was Josh Allen. I knew it. But I was like, who's picking this? Everybody. I don't know, maybe fantasy numbers. Maybe Buffalo will have a better offense than the Chiefs. I think State.
1: uh your the subtraction of Tariq Hill may have maybe impact. Packing that, It's the morning drive on double T
0: 97.3 Getting you up and getting your sports day started This is the morning drive podcast from double T 97.3 Glad to be with you on a Wednesday You've got the morning
1: drive on double T 97.3 Double T 97.3.com and the double T 97.3 mobile app Brought to you by Happy State Bank Alongside Jamie Lent I'm Choice Woodman Chase and Jeff across the way taking care of us on this Wednesday morning. You can continue to chime in. A whole lot of reaction uh, to a lot of different topics on the eighth Flooring Center chat line, so you can continue to chime in there if you so choose through that Double ninety seven three mobile app. We're joining you from the First United Bank Studio downtown. Uh, you can keep getting those thoughts, and we'll uh, react to some of those as well. Jamie Lott's Regarding uh, NIL, Nick Saban's comments from the uh, SEC Media Day yesterday. Uh, also, a couple of fun stories I'm going to uh, bring you. Like, a uh, nurse recounted uh, the craziest excuses from fathers that missed the birth birth of their child. Did you make it to both of uh,
2: yours? Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I get it. I, like sometimes people get caught up
2: and and can't make it. Like they're or it's a big surprise, you know, maybe or a surprise it it's early five or six weeks early. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, it, there's there's actually understandable excuses, but mm-hmm. uh, um, this mm-hmm. this nurse has uh, gone, provided some of the crazier ones she's heard on where where the dads were. So we'll we'll tell you about that coming up shortly. Also, I uh, want to get to some comments from Stuart Mandel yesterday. It was one of the college football talking heads and why he basically called, not in these exact words, but uh, Big 12 stupid for not merging with the Pac-12. So we'll get Jamie's thoughts on that as well. But I want to react to a few more of these on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Someone says, Jamie, I think you're giving a lot of benefit of the doubt to Alabama that they've not already been involving money all of this time you yeah. know yeah maybe so some of that also jamie with a y in that spelling uh, i'm good with it you okay with it i okay, fine right. robert says i think saban is saying that there's no businesses in tuscaloosa that could provide alabama with enough money well that, it's not like it, alabama alabama owns most of the state
2: yeah and their and their fan base is not just right there in tuscaloosa right? exactly Exactly.
1: Make, if it, it was, anywhere. if it was limited to, oh, NIL deals can only happen in the city that you're in, mm-hmm. then yes, it would be extremely lopsided in a lot of cities across the country. Sure. Lubbock would actually have a decent advantage. You're one of the bigger college towns that actually cares about the team. There's plenty of teams mm-hmm. that sit like the one down in Fort Worth. You know, how much do they actually care about
2: TCU and Fort Worth? Yeah, not a lot much. of times when you're in a big city, it's just the college is not that big of a deal. And no. also... When you're you're close to an area where you would definitely consider a professional sports town, yeah, I, like the, those schools just aren't as big of a deal, and they don't get the kind of support and fan base, you know, dedication, excitement, all the above, and that's what you going back to the comments from the TCU assistant coach where he's talking about the brand and is it worth as much living right. in Lubbock or whatever, you know, and if you're comparing that to Fort Worth, the answer is. Yes, it is. He's, because nobody, not yeah. there's not as many people there that care. So far off base with the comments,
1: yeah. and all he did, which Clay points out, Lubbock Desert thing is blowing up in TCU's face. Yeah, yeah. it it is. It's it's only uh, been a negative for them. If y'all don't know the story, if you're just joining us, uh, the TCU recruiting coordinator, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but went on a whining rant of, uh, oh, you shouldn't make your decisions based off of. This little bitty amount of $25,000 per player. He, he made it seem very mm-hmm. trivial. <laughs> Almost $25,000. Which is $25,000 to a college kid? I I know what that would have meant. In one year. Mm. We're talking about one year. Per year. year. Tw- yeah. So you're so talking hun- $100,000 if you stay there four years? That's assumed. It hadn't been announced that that's going to happen. But assuming that's the case, not not too shabby for a college kid. I, I mean, I... I didn't make $100,000 the first two years I was out of college. So that that's a pretty big deal to get that throughout uh, your college. Anyway, he, he writes it off as not a big deal and then goes on a long rant of it means nothing because what's Lubbock going to provide for you? The the desert that is Lubbock and uses the cactus emoji. And if you're not on Twitter or social media, that has blown up. Good for like, you. Good for you. Uh, but that is blowing up like crazy. All of the tech fan base has run with it. And not just the tech fan base, but Joey McGuire's hopped on board, tweeted out the cactus, Tim Tadlock, Mark Adams, Pat Mahomes got in on it. Didn't see that one. It's yeah. our guy, man. That's always, that, that's kind of the big one. If Pat's in on it, it's like, yeah. all right.
2: Well, I love that the coaches are in on it. Oh, I do too. Um, yeah, that endears them even more to the fan base. I mean, all three of those guys have ton of respect and and adoration by the fan base but it just kind of i don't know just kind of makes them even more like like they're one of us i
1: know i i think that's one of the things that the people want the most is that you just want to feel like you want to feel a coach to feel like hey he's with us Mm -hmm. he's he's our guy and joey mcguire wasn't born or raised in in West Texas but it feels like he's one of us he has done everything possible to adapt to West Texas not just adapt but embrace West Texas and he's done a yeah, phenomenal job I don't
2: it. feel like you have to be West Texas you don't have to go to buy be appreci- a pair of boots your to first. be appreciated by West Texans yeah you just have to be a good dude yeah. and I think Joey McGuire is a good dude I'd agree with that yeah, yeah. I don't you know, I don't. I don't know if he's ever will be like. Yeah, that's what West Texas is all about. When we talk about Joey McGuire, yep. no, we just think that's a genuine guy. And that's what that's a real. That's guy. what West Texas is yeah. about. Is, is
1: Genuine people. That's yeah. that's what you think of. yes. and that's. I mean, the thing that I've always said about Tim Tadlock, he yep. is what you see. Tim Tadlock, Mark mm-hmm. Adams seems to be that same way. Um, the guy, unlike the the predecessor before him, which was the exact opposite. Um, nobody wanted to believe that choice Mark Adams and he is West Texan I mean he's more and raised around here so that helps Um, one of Jamie's daughters texting in boy JL that was one of the more insightful observations and analysis I have heard in a long time I haven't thought about it like that I think you're spot on how much do you pay your
2: daughters to text into the show? Like First off, five if, bucks. If the, I'm not sure if he was goofing on me or. Oh, I think person, he's. I think or, he's serious. Um, That's how I read it. My it would take my a lot of money to get a, <laughs> one of my daughters to text in a compliment the <laughs> show like to show to me. Hey, hey,
1: five bucks in allowance money. Yeah, every every yeah. positive text. Just kidding. Yeah.
2: No, I, right. I agree. Remember, I I, I I I'm the one with the daughter that said, Dad. Nobody listens to the radio. <laughs> I ha- we have to pay for Spotify. Oh my, nobody, nobody listens, listens to, to the radio. radio. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I actually the text came in right after you're talking about the
2: Red Raider Club versus the Matador Club. Now, so yeah, I, I, just, I think w- that's right. Yeah. I just wonder the fan base, and I'm not talking. And and maybe I am talking about them too. So go from the the biggest of donors, um, or to the smallest of donors, but we all have a budget in our life, sure right? We do. Or, or in our in our personal lives. And if you have a budget that every year I da- donate ten thousand dollars to Texas Tech, or every year I donate five hundred dollars to the athletic department, whatever that number is, maybe it's a yep. hundred dollars. I don't know. So you see these collectives, and you're like, I want to be a part of that. I want to help, right? Right. So do you now take that money? Do, are there people that are asking themselves the question? Okay. Because like I know my wife, she's like, okay, well, were what, what we spending this much on this? And now you want to spend that much more on that? Right. So we got to pick and choose a little bit with certain things. And so I wonder, does this affect groups like the Red Raider Club and all that? And ultimately, is this good for the athletic department? While it, I, I just don't know.
0: It's the morning drive. You've been listening to the morning drive podcast from double T 97 three for more from Lubbock sports station. Go to double T 973com dot